0: Daily Dribble. And welcome back to the Daily Dribble podcast, guys. As always, I'm your host, Nick Zammett, here back hitting fire in for another another massive installment of the Daily Dribble podcast. Joining me, Mr. Lee Hancock. What's going kind on, of guys? Lee here. Also joining us, Mr. Ro Hancock. Yeah, nice to be here. Glad nice to be here. Guys, Thank the boys you. are back. We are electric today. Big energy in the room. Um, you know, we came in last week with our new equipment. We had a couple of little errors here and there. But we are back today refreshed, reinvigorated, and looking forward to another big installment. It is All-Star Weekend. Uh, We're going to touch on that next week. But it's it's such a great time to be a basketball fan, isn't it, lads?
1: Oh, it's the most exciting time of the year by far.
0: Uh, We've had the trade deadline. now straight into All-Star. Absolutely. That is our favorite, which we spoke about last week on last week's episode. So big stuff on that one. Uh, We do have a big episode in store, though, today, guys. We're going to quickly rattle through some odds and ends that have occurred throughout the week. Uh, we're then going to touch on, you know, the league is driven by stars, mm. um, and sometimes it's the unsung heroes that kind of provide, you know, almost unseen benefits to a lot of these championship contending teams. So today we're going to kind of, I guess, touch on some of these unsung heroes, speak about the teams we think have the best best benches, and that will probably impact the playoffs the most going forward. So a lot to look forward to there. More we'll so, recap a couple of quick points from the week that was. Couple of quick house point, housekeeping points. My favourite part of the episode. I love it, guys. A big, big, big thank you for all your continued support. You know, liking, subscribing, commenting, doing all that great stuff on all of our socials: Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok. We love it. We certainly appreciate it. So, thank Mm, you. Absolutely. Shout out to the Spotlight Sports Network. You know, a US-based network there, uh, bringing the latest and greatest for sporting podcasters and content creators. Uh, we're super, super stoked to be a part of them and love everything that they're doing. And also, a new partnership that we unveiled during the week with The Cover. Our founder and CEO, Liam McGrath, we've been in contact a lot with over the last, I guess, month or two. I'm really mm. getting the wheels turning on this one. So this is a platform, I guess, for for content creators, mainly in the sports and uh, pop culture area, to kind of express themselves and help grow their own brand, as well as the brand of The Cover. Uh, so we've officially jumped on board. You can find all of our episodes there, www.thecover.com.au. Um, and super excited about that partnership moving forward. We've got a lot of big things in the work and can't wait to see where it goes. So a big shout out to Liam and The Cover. Sure. All right, guys, let's get into it. No mucking around today. I want to get straight into odds and ends. And I'm just going to start with the point that, you know, we we spoke about last week, the trade deadline, some big trades going in on that one. hmm during the week, though, we had some news that Indiana, after just acquiring Christian Thompson, they're going to be waving him. Didn't give him a chance. Oh, uh, He played, yeah, he played three games, I believe it yeah. was. His last game actually was quite a showing. I mm. think he had eighteen points or so. Yeah, quite impressive. Mm. Um, but he'll now be joining the Bulls. Yep. So, what do we think of this one, lads? Christian Thompson. I, I think he can still play capable minutes. He's a, it's you know, NBA champion yep. with the Cavs there, but he will be a handy backup, I guess, to Vooch. I think he's more competent than Tony Bradley, that's for sure. Um, So how do we feel about this move?
1: Yeah, I I don't mind it, to be honest. He's certainly not a bum, is he? Like, he he is serviceable. um, And going on to a a team which will be contending at the end of the season, um, I think it it certainly can't hurt. As you said, it's sort of just big man insurance for Vooch, really. Absolutely. Um, And to provide him with a bit of... you know, back up when he is playing. So um, I really like it. Um, what do you reckon?
2: Lee? It's it's weird. It shocked me uh, initially because he's not a guy you wave. Because he's like Rose said, he's not a bum. Um, mm. And it, it took no time for the for the Bulls to pick him up. I think the um, the tweet that Woj or Sham's put out about him being waved was the same tweet saying Billy Donovan and the Bulls picked him up. So um, he didn't didn't stay out of a, out of a team for long, did he?
0: Bulls talk, real quick, Bulls talk. Are they a contender, do you believe? A legitimate, legitimate contender because there's a lot going around whether they're for real or not. Mm. Like, do we seriously believe at the end of the day they're going to compete with the Nets, with the 76ers, with the Bucks, with the Heat in the East? What do
1: we reckon? Oh, throughout the course of the season I've been swaying back and forth to be perfectly honest. Um, But the more I see of them and the more I see of DeMar Rosen specifically, who is just in the biggest purple mm, catch right form. now. He's unbelievable. Unbelievable. MVP caliber form. I think they can. I think they can if all their star players are playing at their highest potential. Um which at times, particularly recently, um they have been. So I
2: long long story short, yes, they they can um definitely contend for the championship. Big guy, what do you reckon? I mean, from the beginning of the season, they they came out hot and I've been high on them ever since then. Um, at the start, it was probably a bit, you know, bias of me to <laughs> like recency bias. But now, no, I do believe they're they're in true contention. It obviously hurts yeah. having um Caruso and and Lonzo mm. down, but once they're back, they're they're going to be fit and firing. I think they're they're true contenders. Well, I think their it?
0: bulk of work kind of proves it. We see teams like the Wizards, like the Knicks,
2: start the season so so hotly, yet they just um
0: you know drop off so so quickly. Yeah. But Absolutely. now that I guess for the Bulls, they started so hot and they're continuing that form now. It's kind of I guess their bulk of work proves that they should be considered a legitimate contender. Um, a lot though will rely on the health. Zach Levine, Caruso, Lonzo Ball. These are big outs at the minute. Um, if they can get everyone back fit and firing and healthy, I think they're the real deal. They man. are huge outs, but they've
1: they've got a trait that all the championship contending teams have, and that is next man up mentality. Mm-hmm. If they they've had plenty of injuries throughout the course of the season, as as you were mentioning a few names there, Nick, and somehow they are still one of the, if not the, form team of the of the competition at the moment. Yeah. Um, so it, it, when they get these players back. Watch um, out! And watch out because they will be out to out to get um, any team who's opposing them in the playoffs. That's
0: for sure. I know Apex loves our our Chicago Bulls talk. Big <laughs> shout out to him as well, releasing his new single. Coffee shop there, so mate, absolutely, absolutely yeah, stoked that for you. I love like it. Um, mm. Unbelievable stuff. So A little, hope you enjoy the Bulls B-day talk something. as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Valentine's Day. Did you quickly, lads. <laughs> Did you do go. anything for that one? we are uh, all got partners now, don't we? So
2: dearie me! I'm going to playing tickets. Um, good boyfriend where are you going? Plane tickets. Melbs, Melbs. A couple months.
1: Melbourne. Goodness me. I seem like a terrible partner at the moment. Um, yeah, just, are you a flowers uh, guy? Right? No, he didn't do much. Um, Did you get a card? I didn't get a card. I got given a card, you which makes, make fun. What'd you? Yeah. makes my case seem even worse. I
2: think we just had a, a takeaway, to be honest with you. I, I want to go with a bit of news. You know mm-hmm. how I feel like ever since we've started the podcast, has been someone that we're sick of talking about. Started with James Harden with the Houston situation. Went on to be Ben Simmons with the Philadelphia 76ers. Yep. I'm going to say I'm sick of hearing about Zion now. Yes. He, he's going to go, apparently. He, he may, have, may have to have a second foot surgery because of his soreness in his right mm-hmm. foot. He meant to be back training in December there, wasn't he? And yeah. it's just been one setback after another for mm-hmm. him. Um, are we,
0: I know it's still early.
2: but yeah, Greg we- Oden. Two point nine. Oh, oh, I was, oh, I was about to say, yeah. is oh. he almost a bust? No, he's not a bust. But no. uh, like, like I, I wasn't. Um, Joel Embiid out. Um, yep. for like two seasons. Yes. Um, you know when he when he came into the NBA, I think it's it sucks that he's out, but he's gonna come back and um, I think he will have injury scares, but he's not a bust by any means. Yeah, he's but got- he's a
0: big, big guy, though. He's a big mm. guy.
2: He's and it's just been like
0: one thing after another with him. He yeah. hasn't been able to find consistent time on the court. You know, I, I I've said it time and time again. I really do feel sorry for all the Pelican supporters out mm. there. Yep. Um. I I would be I would seriously be worried right now because this team, as we spoke about last week, acquiring CJ McCollum. You know, you look. You've got Valanciunas. You've got Brandon Ingram, who's playing at a borderline All Star mm-hmm. level. Mm-hmm. There's a lot to like about this team. And the big key cog in that is getting Zion back. Uh, And it just feels like there's no light at the end of the tunnel at the moment.
1: I think that – I actually think the Pelicans are slightly worried. Like, I know picking up CJ McCollum obviously went into their calculations when thinking, well, how do we keep Zion here? But I think another part of it was if Zion doesn't come back or if he never returns to what we think he might be capable of, at least we're going to have CJ McCollum who's an out-and-out dominant scorer but um i'm very concerned for zion um because you know these injuries seem to continue throughout the course of um these guys career um yep. luckily it's happened right at the very start so he's got a lot of time to to sort of pick it back up but geez but he's, an, he's
0: it sucks because he's got like and he was built as the next big thing yeah you know the yeah, i yeah. guess the next phase of lebron like the league
2: Right. Star. Rightly so, though, because like yep. just remember him out on the court when he was out there. Well, with he was, Duke, he was just an absolute animal. Yeah. I mean, but even mm-hmm. with the Pelicans, like he would, he would score like thirty points a game, and that would be like almost an average. Yeah. I uh, I miss him, but I, I'm sick of talking about him and when he will come back. You well, know.
0: Speaking of other players who have got a few injuries, um, after just being traded to the Clippers, Norman Powell yeah. is set to be out indefinitely after <laughs> a fractured foot. So, so another foot injury there. Um, and I guess for the Clippers, it's almost, you know, they're in the plane at the moment. Mm. But should they almost just look ahead to next year already? Like they've got still a team that can compete on any given night. We've seen that over the last week or two. But, you know, Kawhi's out, PG's out, Norman mm. Power's out now. Should they start to look ahead to next year, do you think? Or should they I kind definitely. of keep things afloat? Hopefully Power comes back at the back end of maybe the regular mm. season. Get Paul George back, Kawhi Maybe. Uh, What do you reckon? Do they still go for it this year?
2: No, if they're they're not looking towards next year already instead of this year, I don't know what they're doing. Because they're kind of – I want to compare them to – Brooklyn Nets when they didn't have KD and Kyrie and they were kind of playing with just Spencer Dinwiddie and mm. and a couple of things like that. Like Oof. they're they're not the Clippers right now aren't a team that wins and even gets to the playoffs. So if I was them, I'd be definitely looking looking to next year. Yeah, just, yeah,
1: and I mean to be honest, I think they would have been looking towards next year regardless. Um,
0: oh, but surely Stevie Ballmer, the amount of money this guy's invested. Surely he wants win, 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 win. I,
1: I think he's a smart man, though, and I think he knows that without Kawhi Leonard, um, this team won't be able to contend with the absolute yeah. best come the pointy end of the year. Come next year, when Kawhi Leonard's back, hopefully, and Paul George is at full fitness, and they've got these supporting pieces, as you're mentioning, Norman Power. Goodness me, they could be, you know, easily a top three or four team in the West, um, but it's just not their year this year. It's plain and obvious to see at this point.
2: What ha- what even happened to Kawhi Leonard again? What injury did he have?
0: I've forgotten that guy's... Yeah, he's That up, guy's he's gone, made on. a glass. but <laughs> yeah, yeah. A Still yeah. incredible talent when he is on the floor. Yeah. One of the top probably five players in the league, you would say. Yep. You probably know, offensively that, and defensively. I was about to say, is that two-way player? Him yep. and Giannis are probably the, probably the two best two-way players in the league. Yes, but, without a doubt. Uh, without going into it too much. Another big injury and a... A bit of blow for me, especially given he's just come back. Anthony Davis of the Lakers expected mm. to miss four weeks um, after a high or a mid-foot sprain. Um, it happened the other day in their game against the Jazz. Phenomenal game that. Mm. Tell you what, Austin Reeves with the clutch bucket. Oh, yeah. um, but you know, a big, big blow to AD and for the Lakers. You know, they're they're absolutely stuttering at the moment um, and missing one of that key big two. Him and yeah. LeBron is uh, as it, and he just came back as well. So this is less than ideal. To, I guess the only silver lining is it's come right as that that All Star mm. break. Mm. Um, so four weeks he's probably going to miss you know three three weeks of actual game time, but a big blow nevertheless. And it's starting to become a re, a recurring theme, I guess, for him. Injury's building up now. Well, he's earned a new
1: nickname, and that's Glass Man. And it's not because he's getting boards; it's because he's easily broken. And <laughs> you can see how he's earned that nickname so far, can't you? He's just one of these guys who can't string a few weeks together without getting injured. And um, yeah, it's extremely disappointing, particularly for my fantasy team. Goodness me, I've I've kept with that guy throughout the course of the year and he's he's let me down. But no, in all seriousness, I hope he hope he comes back bit, you know, bigger, better and stronger at the right end of the year for the Lakers. But at this point, you just don't know if
0: he'll get a consistent run it. just this, quickly what a shit year for fantasy oh age. terrible I tell you what Why? what a horrible horrible year just I'm in regards good. to players injuries in regards to COVID everything of the kind it's just gone abs- off an absolute cliff yeah. I mean it's-
2: I'm second in the league so I don't really care not for long There's no, no, you're no not-, not for long no, I, no but if you're the Lakers right now you're really scared you're, you're already struggling to proceed um, with AD on the court without AD I'm sorry but you're not Proceeding
0: well, can we just touch on LeBron quickly during the week? Mm. You know, he became the all time leading league scorer, including playoffs. <laughs> yep. Now, often with these counting stats, we often yep. don't include the playoffs. So at the moment, Kareem still leads, but in terms of overall bulk of work, the most points score when you combine the playoffs, LeBron is now officially number one. Uh, he surpassed the mark of 44,149. Goodness uh, me. Not far yeah. away on the, I guess, the all time regular season stats of passing Carl Malone at number two. Yeah. And certainly making, you know, well on track to passing Kareem there. But it's just so funny because often LeBron's spoken about the passing's not, oh, sorry, should I say, scoring's not his greatest mm. asset. Mm. It's his passing. Mm. Absolutely. But yep. this guy has now become the all time leader. Points scored—it's—it's it's just ridiculous. It's
1: unheard of, and you know, you sort of feel very lucky to be—be be, you know—in this point of time where you're witnessing history. You're witnessing a guy who could potentially go down as the league's all-time leading scorer. It's unbelievable. What I didn't like throughout the week was when this record was announced. There was people downplaying it, almost saying that you know they, they make up these sort of records for LeBron. But yeah. at the end of the day, you're talking about a guy who in both regular season and playoffs where ultimately that's where it counts has exceeded has gone to number one on the all-time points scored it's just an unreal achievement and anyone saying that you know they make up these records for lebron he makes these records they don't make them up for lebron that's for sure
0: can i just digress slightly in terms of if you're a sporting fan this has got to be a golden age does it not like in terms of all, all manner of sports. You look at basketball, we're in the age of LeBron. Yeah. You look at tennis, there's Djokovic, Federer, Nadal. You go to soccer, you've got the Messi Ronaldo debate. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, NFL, Tom Brady uh, just retired. But what, like in terms of all sports, it is such a golden, golden age. And you look in, I guess, the next three years when all these, I guess, legends potentially retire, mm-hmm. how different the landscape's going to look. Like it is such, we're, I guess, so lucky. To live in this time mm, and to yeah. see all these incredible performances and performers. So yeah, it's gonna be an interesting couple of years to see, I guess, in all
2: sports, as I just alluded mm. to, I guess the next wave step up. So it's gonna be so weird when LeBron retired, but when LeBron retires because was MJ has been LeBron. Mm. What's what's coming next? Are we confident that someone's gonna be able to match
0: is it Luca? No, they-
2: oh, no, sorry, oh, Luca, but it's not Luca. It's, it's a combination of players, I reckon. It's Giannis,
1: it's Luca. It's Jar essentially Jar. Yep. I think there's a few players who are ready to, you know, take the league on. But-, but is there a
0: player who can, I guess, that looks set to be? I guess when you look at that Mount Rushmore the top couple of players of yeah. all time, is there a player poised to insert themselves into that conversation?
2: Not, oh. not. There's
0: not a. There's no out, out player. player no. no. There's
1: not. But I think I certainly think Giannis will be,
2: you know, around the picture yep. at the end of his career. That's for sure. Do you know um, what? That's why they will probably trying to get. Um, Zion in that light. They were trying to make him the next LeBron and the next MJ. It yep. yeah. just wasn't to be. Uh, yeah. Just quickly, a last point from me. Uh, an
0: old face is potentially making a return to the league. Who's this? This is Tyreek <laughs> Evans. Uh, he's been reinstated into the league after being suspended in 2019 due to, uh, I guess, violating the anti-drug program. Mm-hmm. So it's been about three years since he's been out of the league, 32 years old now. Oh. But he's a free agent. He's set to, I reckon, attract quite a few offers, so might finally see him back within the league. Now, how do we feel about this? It's a guy, you Now he's done the wrong thing. He's paid his dues. Mm-hmm.
2: Are we happy to see him potentially back in the league? Yeah, he's done his jail time. Yeah, I mean. He's done I his did... jail
0: time. He's not done jail yeah, time. He's oh, but been he's... kicked out of the league. No, but
2: he's done the equivalent. He's People su- go to jail and they get out. This guy's got banned and he's not banned now. I mean, he's he suffered died.
1: his punishment, yeah, I guess, he's we're taking out of this and um I'm very glad to see him back I remember early days in his career he was touted as being potentially one of the future stars so it's sort of sad how his career has panned out as you said he's now 32 years of age um now Nick do you think the Lakers are likely to chuck a cheeky minimum contract at Tyreek because I think based off what I'm hearing they could very well be one of the teams who say look Come on over, even for a 10
0: day Mate, at this point, I'm really open to trying anything. If yeah, you, yeah. you know, I, I Jack, Jack Harlow at this point. <laughs> no, the celebrity game, anyone and yeah. everyone, I think is almost worth a 10-day contract. Justin Bieber? <laughs> JB. Adam Sandler, I think, is oh, oh the guy. My
2: God, he...
0: I, I'm so surprised he hasn't got a gig in the All-Star, in the yeah, celebrity game. No, yet. he definitely would have refused. That Jack, guy is man. a sharpshooter. Just, uh, you know, for anyone out there, go watch Grown Ups. Just look at him make the bank shot 100 <laughs> yeah. times out of 100. Have in general?
2: Like just playing yeah, on his in general? He is
0: a bowler. He's a certified hooper.
2: So, um, yeah, I'm open to that. Yep. I'm open to that. You're open to anything, though. Come on now. It's the Lakers. They're, they're literally the laughing stock of the league right now. They don't know what to do, they don't know who to sign. They don't know what who they're gonna have on the court at yeah, each it's disarray day. at the moment. It, that's the perfect word for it. They're just in such disarray. Fellas,
0: mm. do you have anything else from the yeah. NBA odds and ends? Nah.
1: No, that's been such a con- comprehensive wrap up I reckon.
0: Beautiful. Oh, I'm gonna quickly really quickly wrap rip through, should I say yep. rip through a couple of MBL points here. Yeah, now last week we mentioned how the jack jumpers were on a bit of a win streak. They were on a four game win streak mm. came to an end. At the hands of the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix, they went down 83 to 71. Um, once again, it was a second half fade that cost them. Um, they were up two at half time, but it's, it's been a bit of a, a recurring theme for the team. Faded uh, in that second half. Mitch Creek, bit under the weather for this one, but hit a couple mm. of key threes and really put the game to bed. Mm. Nevertheless, so really positive signs for the team moving forward. Did it without Will Magne. He's going to be out for the next few weeks. Um, It does hurt. Mm. A key, key part of that team. They've got the Illawarra Hawks uh, tomorrow. So a big, big test there once again without Magne. So hopefully a few of the boys can step up and get that win streak back on track. Yep. Just quickly, though, the Sydney Kings, they've seen a bit of a resurgence in the last few weeks after starting the season slowly. They have signed, though, after, you know, former NBA player and championship winner Mm. went to the CBA over in China there. Joining them now, I tell you what, Ian Clark. Yes. This is a guy who is, you know, he's played 330 games within the NBA and he, just from the last couple of games he's played for the team, has just added another dimension to this team. Paired alongside Xavier Cooks, Jarrell Martin. They are, after, as I said, a slow start, a really formidable team going forward. So certainly look out for them. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Yep. And last point, a top-of-the-table clash almost the other night. Melbourne United against the Phoenix. Once again, Melbourne won that one 94 to 87. But the key, key takeaway for this is, Roy. after, you know, all the talk pretty much over the last few years of, I guess, Bryce Cotton, the MVP, mm-hmm. I'm thinking we might almost have a new MVP front runner yeah, for this who, season. Who do you reckon? Cotton's certainly up there, but the big man, Joe Lawal-Achul. Oh, how good is that guy? That He's guy... Un- Mate, he is unconscious at the minute. He had 30 points, nine rebounds, 11 of 13 from the field, and three of three from three. He is very, very reminiscent of last season's big man, Jock Landale. I was just about to mention
1: this. The the statistical output that he's bringing on a night-to-night base is very reminiscent.
0: He's averaging 16.5 and 10. And I really, really think a lot of NBA teams, I believe he's 27. Um, If memory serves correct, Mm. we'll be looking at him in the offseason because he is just bowling. His ability to shoot, to stretch the floor is key. There's not many other big men within the league that can do what he's doing on a nightly basis. And he, like, you know, you look at this team, Chris Gording, Matthew Delavidova. They're kind of the two big names, but it's been big big JLA. (laughs) Big Big JLA has been dominating. So I think if you're looking at the MVP odds, Cotton certainly up there, mm-hmm. and JLA, watch out for him. I reckon we'll see him in the NBA next season. Hundred percent agree. He's one of these guys who we've
1: we've said for a while now that particularly this year, um, so much good NB like NBA caliber type yes. players in the NBL, and he's certainly one of them. And he's been so good to watch this year. He's dominant. Watch he makes, out for him. He makes like good players look quite ordinary.
0: He does. Mm. He does. The similarities, as we said, between him and Jock Landale. Yep, unreal. So. Watch out for him going forward. If you if you like a bit of a flutter, I wouldn't <laughs> I, I wouldn't, you know, argue against you if you looked at him for MVP. Cotton's gonna be yeah. up there, but JLA, watch out. Absolutely. Guys, let's move ahead.
2: Daily dribble.
0: Bang. Playoff teams. As we said, playoff teams, a big key part of this. You know, the rotation normally shortens as you go into the playoffs. Mm. But you still have to have a good bench. Mm-hmm. So today we're gonna to shine a light on a bit of the I guess, the players that make up these benches and who we think are going to be impactful going forward. So, Lee, we might start with you. In mm. terms of who you think on the bench, Yeah, you know, whether it's
2: a team, whether it's a specific player, mm. who have you got here for us? I have always been really high on the Atlanta Hawks bench. I think they've been really strong. I think they started it when it probably would have been last season, 2020 2021, mm-hmm. um season, when they signed players like, I think they started off with, like, um, Gallinari. They signed Bogdan Bogdanovich. They signed Lou Will, who, by the way, just passed, I think, Del Curry for most games off the bench. I think it's not. I did see that. What was it, 985? Something ridiculous. Mm -hmm. They got D'Lon Wright. And I was was like, this is a lot of scoring when I first saw why they signed all these players. Mm. But it's proved pretty well because you really need someone on the court that can do something when Trey isn't. In those 12 to, you know, 14 minutes that Trey isn't on the court, you need someone to fill his role. And I think they do that perfectly. Um, Yeah, so Atlanta Hawks for my first one.
0: You know, I do not disagree at all. I think they have one of the most talented benches, Mm. you know, no denying that. My big concern with them Mm. is I think they've maybe, I don't think it's quite slid yet, but I think they've missed a real opportunity to kind of cut down their bench and bring in someone better. I think their bench almost last year, we spoke about it quite extensively, even this season, is almost too deep. Mm -hmm. You know, there's not enough minutes for all the players. The fact that you could have, you know, there were still good trade assets, you know, probably don't need Lou Williams, probably could have looked to move on from Gallinari, and they still might, but I think they've got enough there that they can kind of consolidate a really strong maybe 9, 10 players and bring in, you know... You know, trade a few of the assets they have at the minute, and bring in a few other players to just just shorten that rotation a little bit. Yeah. But a hundred percent, their scoring output, and just a player you didn't mention. I think a guy. I know who you're gonna say. I think who you got a Congo. Yeah, yeah, hundred mm-hmm. percent. That's the good. guy. That is the guy. I think we're gonna see more of him starting potentially. Yeah. I, I like him more than Capella than Capella. So, yeah, i Capella. acapella. I nearly called him. A, I don't like him more than Capella, but yeah, I do like him. But I think Capella is a real good asset to possibly trade because mm. Okongwu is mm. slightly undersized. But what he brings on the defensive end is just intensity, is hustle, is rim protection, athleticism. Mm. I like him. But coming off the bench, what an asset! So, what an asset! If you're the Atlanta Hawks, what
1: do you reckon is their weak point at the moment? That's what I was thinking. Like, where,
2: where are they weak? Right because
1: now? if they're if they're looking at you know compiling a few of these sort of handy role players yep. and maybe even Compeller, who I would say is more than a role player. Uh, what would you be looking at getting back in terms of positional player? What kind of player would you look at getting? Are you looking like
0: a three and D player? I, I think so. But then again, John yeah. Collins can almost fill that role. Mm-hmm. A guy who we don't touch on a real lot. Yeah. Uh, probably almost underrated at this point. Um I, I don't know. I'd have to do a bit of a deep dive into the Hawks to see what that key piece is they're missing. In my mind, they've got a lot of shooters. Yes. So do they
1: necessarily need another shooter?
0: Interior presence, yeah. you know, you've got a Kong Wu off the bench, but mm. apart from that, it's a lot of scorers, mm. a lot of outside scorers, should I say. Um. So possibly you could look to trade for uh, Miles Turner oh, as a rim protector. And what, offload Capella, you reckon? I mean Could you do a straight swap almost for those two? I don't know why you would. Where's he at? With the Pacers well, just with their team construction at the minute. I tell you what though, that wouldn't be a bad trade just for the fact that the Pacers already have a lot of outside talent. Halliburton can knock down the three. Buddy killed mm. out there in Indiana bowling at flames the minute. Is, that yep. guy has got just flames coming out of his ass cheeks. He does. He is absolutely. killing it. Yep. Uh, I don't mind that. Mm. You'd have to look at the salary situation and things of the kind, but almost a straight swap with a few little pieces around the edges could work. Look, I'll see how we go on the um, old trade machine. <laughs> <Let> <laughs> the you dreaded know that trade machine, through. fire up. <laughs> um, but I like that, the Hawks. Mm, yeah, yeah, And same. to be honest, I think they're going to have to rely pretty heavily given where they're situated at the minute.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, they've got a pretty big mountain to climb, but they do have the depth and talent there to get there. Yes. Uh, my team, though, I've started with is the Cleveland Cavaliers. Cavs. Now, I've yeah. almost jumped on board as a. have I guess, jumped on board with them as my token team this season. Yep. I wouldn't say I've given up on the Lakers by any stretch, but if if the Cavs <laughs> take it out, I'm going to be absolutely stoked as if they're my team. Um, they're so fun to root for, given their, I guess, their underdog status. Mm. But their bench is something I'm really, really fond of, just because they've got a great mix of scoring, of passing, and of experience. Now, I reckon Kevin Love, this has got to be one of the most phenomenal turnarounds mm-hmm. Last year, we spoke about it pretty extensively. The fact that there was almost a falling out between him and the Cavs franchise as a whole. He is having just about a career season. The way he's embraced that kind of sixth man role, mm. shooting the lights out, playing with heart, playing with passion. It's so fun to see him do his thing.
2: Okay. Can I just say something real quick? I don't,
0: gonna... If you're going to bash on K Love here, I'm if... not oh, I'm a little bit What do oh, you no. got? What do you got?
2: I don't feel like enough people talk about this, but I'm going to talk about it. K-Love, and I don't know if you've noticed this, but he was only interested in playing for the Cavs when they started getting good. Okay, I'm going to say it. But maybe
0: it's the fact that the front office made moves to actually – you know, want him to stay. Maybe like it was he's the, the personality. Like around.
2: he's the star piece, like he's the Zion that the Pelicans want to stay. Kevin loves no no star piece that I do I I think it's cheap from him. And I mean, I've, I've I don't I don't hate him, but I've definitely looked at him in a different light ever since he he's kind of made these moves. He's sneaky with it. He's like, Yeah, I'm I'm gonna play good now, now that we're good, you know. I don't I don't love it. But is the is the reason Kevin that they're good it. the fact he's playing well. No. No, no, cuz now he wants to stay. now he wants to stay when they were playing bad he didn't. But I don't necessarily blame him for being down in the dumps because Neither. at the end of the day,
1: yes they were losing, but he was also living in Cleveland, Ohio. <laughs> True. If you're like, losing on, on top like, of that,
0: there's not much to be excited about. That's and, just yeah,
1: it's not great. But just quickly on K Love, third in um 6 men of the year contention at the moment. That's go. unbelievable let's given where his career was at not too long ago. So Oh, he's been great, but, but yeah, I what guess, I knows.
0: guess transitioning on that, you know, depending what lineup they deploy, you've still got Seti Osman, you've got Rondo bringing that experience and that playmaking. Mm. And, you know, I don't know if you guys saw the quote the other way, the fact that was it game one or game two? He took Darius Garland up the back of the butt. Did we mention that I, I told you With, this, yeah, last, this week. last week. Good one <laughs> little lead. tidbit. Yep. But, you know, just the fact <laughs> that he's providing that experience off the court as yep. well, I think is phenomenal for their backup unit. Yep. But if bringing in, The key piece we spoke about last week, and I love him deployed off the bench. You can bring off Karis Levert Mm -hmm. off your bench, let him be an out-and-out, just scorching shooter off the bench. It's huge. Possibly, depending on what lineup they deploy, maybe a Laurie Markkinen as well. Mm -hmm. Um, My only worry, though, for this team with their, I guess, their bench rotation is their big man depth. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, you're probably looking at either Kevin Love to play the five or Ed Davis. No, it's not. Depending no. which route you go, that's so so. But apart from that, you know, love Rondo, Lavert, Mark and possibly Osman. I really like the balance they've got, and I think you know, with that starting five, they've got Mobley, Okoro, mm-hmm. Allen, Garland, and old mate, the other fifth one. Depending which yeah. lineup they yeah, play, yeah, yeah, yeah. they're in a really good position. So mm-hmm. I'm super excited about them going into the playoffs.
1: This is slightly controversial, or not Do even it. controversial, but I think their their second string five is better than some of the worst yeah. teams well, starting five
0: well i kind of did my notes in a list of one two and three yeah, as yeah. i guess almost lineups i guess bench lineups i like the most tonight that was yep. my number one so number that one, just shows yep. how yep. highly i, I think that. of them so your point i for me isn't controversial because i reckon their starting five would spank the orlando magic <laughs> wouldn't they but, pull their pants down mm-hmm. and just show them the 50 states yep
2: they'd have a red bottom i don't sure. think so, but yeah, I, I you get don't. What you're saying you but, got the magic. No, I'm I, starting I don't five versus bench five. What do you got? You got the magic over the, the, magic the bench up. five
0: of the Cleveland.
2: Yeah, I do. But no, mm. nonetheless, I I love players that uh, can come off the bench, but they they can be starting. They can be in the starting lineup, but they're so happy to come off the bench and they take pride in it. You look at carousel Verde as one of those people. Yep. I think like Tyler Hero. He could start, but he comes yep. off the bench and thrives. I love those players. Love that. What do you got? Um, yeah, my first team
1: is the Golden State Warriors bench. Now, the, the way that I've put this is if I had my starting five going off and I had the bench coming on, how safe would I feel that they wouldn't lose me the game and they could probably, you know, improve the position that I was in before? All So we look at guys like Jordan Poole who, you know, before Clay Thompson came back, he was – Playing career best basketball, and he's he's had a very good year overall. I think. Okay. Um. And then we've got um, Iguodala, who is full of championship um, pedigree, cover. isn't he? P- pedigree. That's yep. the word I'm using. Um, triple H pedigree. Ab- <laughs> triple H pedigree for the WWE fans out there. Um. But then you have like dogs like Gary Payton. Um who he he's been absolutely incredible this year in terms of his glove desire 2.0 isn't it really I just in terms of his desire to compete and hustle these are the guys who you want um you know on your team and if he's coming off the bench he's a guy who won't allow the second the other second string team to um climb back into contention because he he wants to win more than anything and he puts his role on the back seat to yep. serve the team but then you've got like fairly good role players as well. Um Belicia, um, who I'm I've actually been quite impressed with at Thank times goodness. this year. Uh, he's been he's been very good. And then even like guys like Otto Porter Jr. who's to a certain extent revitalized his career. He was yes look he was at a crossroads, I feel, um, Otto Porter Jr. He was at the point where his career could um, you know, fall off the fall off a cliff, essentially. But he has and and I know it helps being on a you know a very good team like the Warriors, but, but maybe it that's a, just it what it a,
0: like it permeates through, doesn't it? If you've yeah, got that yeah. talent at the top, of, you know, it, it does permeate down through the roster down to those, I guess, bottom feeders, for lack of better words. It, it, it does, it so, certainly does. So I, I named those players, and I've named a couple
1: of really good offensive players, and I've named a few very good defensive players, particularly this year. So I think they've got the even match, and I think it's why at the end of the year, um, and it's stating the obvious, but Golden State Warriors will be right in contention because after Steph and Clay and Draymond go off and Andrew Wiggins as well, um, it's, they're not going to suffer like
0: some other teams potentially would. I can't fault you there. I 100% agree. And they're kind of like the Cavs in the sense you've gotten, you know, I guess an equivalent of Leverton out-and-out scoring in Jordan Poole. Yeah. Like Rondo, I guess you've got that veteran experience in Iggy, um, you know, defensive stalwart and Gary. Give me gas. Love gas. Gary Payton. he is just an absolute menace this season. And a guy who's getting paid chump change, Mm, his output is just hugely, hugely beneficial to this team. And I guess, you know, in the last 10 seconds, I really think Steve Kerr missed a trick the other day and Mm. uh, I guess their buzzer-beating loss to the Nuggets. Mm. Uh, The fact that they had Curry on the court,
2: didn't have Gary
0: Payton on with a couple of seconds to go, was a real miscalculation from him, I believe. That was Because he has been one of the best defenders this season, Peyton. Um, So I'm 100% in agreement. Yep. Love that. Guys, before we move ahead, we've got to pay the bills. (laughs) So, Manscaped. My New Year's resolution this year, for anyone who knows me, I've got a background in horticulture. I really pride myself on my lawns. I, I, just last week. Last week, I bought a new hedge trimmer. Really trying to spend some time in the garden. There's nothing I love more than a perfectly mowed lawn. Nice green grass, cut down at the right length. That is yep. key. And um, It adds, you know, 100% value to the house. And I think that's the same for your bowls as well. If your bowls are untamed, untrimmed, looking unkept, who wants to go near them? No. No you. one. I'm with you 100%. No one. No one. And I know that firsthand because... My sexual encounters have gone to zero with untrimmed balls. That's probably not the info we want. <laughs> but with your balls maintained with Manscaped, you're going to look and feel as fresh as my lawns out the front do. Um, guys, Manscaped, you know, you, oh, what side are we on the camera there? Manscaped.com <laughs> yes. are incredible in this regard. They are mm. honestly a true global leader in helping just take your your appearance, your grooming game to the next level. You know, we're all feeling fresh this year, aren't we? 2022 is the year of men's cleanliness, it men's is. grooming. It so is. if you want to join us, look and feel as a fresh as we do, right down there, manscaped.com. Use our code DRIBBLE20. I tell you what, like, honestly, mile 4.0. Keep your jewels in check. <laughs> keep that hair down. Keep them fine and maintained. Yep. Then you bring it home with the crop right, revitalizer. A little baldy odor and have them jewels smelling for a king, Absolutely. and I, t- I tell you what, I tell you what, this stuff Manscaped we mentioned it last week, I believe, on our ad raid. Little, I, I guess, bit of growth for you guys as well. Yes, it's time to turn that into an aftershave, <laughs> is it not?
2: It is, is it, it not? It's it's just a deodorant. I a deodorant. There you go. Like it's one thing to to look good down there. It's another thing to feel good everywhere because it, 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 that does make you
1: feel great. Oh, I couldn't agree more. And you know, it smells good when you're rubbing the ball deodorant.
0: Just around here, just so you can... <laughs> just so you can say, not, uh, you- not after you've touched your body. <laughs> no, well,
1: obviously not. We're, we're very sophisticated human beings over here, but, you know, it smells beautiful. So,
0: guys, if you want to smell and look as fresh as we do, use that code, link in our bio, manscaped.com.au, dribble 20 to get 20% off plus free delivery. Look and feel as fresh as the Daily Dribble team. Love that. Love it. Manscaped, your one-stop shop for everything men's grooming. <laughs> Woo! Good Let's one. go. Perfect. Let's go, fellas. Let's move ahead, Lee. Your second
2: team there. What have you got for me, mate? You're going to laugh. You're probably not going to laugh, but it's not going to make sense for a second because we haven't really seen this bench play. But it's a bench that is going to be amazing, and that's the Brooklyn Nets bench. They right. are, they're going to be, right. in my opinion, amazing. Um, you think about who the Nets have out right now. They've got KD out. They've got Simmons out, obviously. They've got Kyrie out for like half the games they play. They've got like clacks out. All the Joe Harris. Yeah, Joe Harris out. Yeah. All, all the players that are playing in the starting lineup right now pretty much are going to go to the second stringers. And that is going to be scary because the lineup right now isn't looking too bad. You look who's going to go to the bench. Probably, I don't know. Is Seth Gurry going to the bench? I'm not uh, sure. But,
0: oh, I don't reckon.
2: But, Pat, but Patty Mills. Probably will be. He's a spark plug off the bench, and Andre Drummond. You look at who's that guy right now? That's been popping off. Cam Thomas. Um, He's been for, good for the Brooklyn yep. Nets. He's been going insane. So I think they're. Bruce Brown needs to Bru- get minutes. Yeah, he does. Yeah, double B. Yep. He does. Um, but they're gonna be scary once once their team is at full health. I I think Andre Drummond as a backup center is. I'd say severely underrated yes. throughout the league because he steps in and does an amazing job. Again, another player who's almost
0: kind of revitalized his career in yeah. that off-the-bench role. Um, You know, once he left Detroit, his value almost plummeted. Yeah. But what he is doing off the bench, phenomenal. So, yeah. Why, but just quickly, though, like in your opinion, why did Andre Drummond – and I know we're diverting a bit – why
1: did his value drop off so suddenly? Because – he was a 15-and-15 15 15 type player yep. over at the De- Detroit Pistons, and then all of a sudden he started getting disregarded, started getting undervalued. I bounced around here, there, and everywhere. I was very confused when that happened, but he's already at the Brooklyn Nets showing the value that he'll bring along with um, Seth Curry as well. But, yeah, it's it's confusing how these guys drop off the face of the earth in terms of
2: being a valued player. Uh, I course. feel like he... he, he- Oh, fans and people around the league thought his stats might have been a bit empty, almost I know- like a Westbrook just stat yeah. padding to a certain mm-hmm. extent. I don't even think he's stat padding, but he's always got a lot of rebounds. And maybe I f- it's because he hasn't been on really winning teams. Maybe, yeah, yeah, maybe. potentially.
0: <laughs> but I, I guess for what you're saying, back on track for the Nets, I'm like. Mm. Uh, you and I, you and I, have had some good ones in the last few weeks. I love buttonhead debates. Absolutely, what, do you not agree. No, no, no. But what? I, oh, look out, Tiger. I was going to say, gonna <laughs> start chucking hands. This, this one, I'm 100% in agreement yeah. with because at the minute, you know, they've, you know, they broke their 10 game losing streak the other day. Mm. But you look at their team as a whole. When everyone's fit and healthy, the key, I guess, caveat on that being that everyone will be healthy. Mm. If you've got Kevin Durant, you've got Kyrie Irving, Kyrie Irving hopefully playing, Ben Simmons, yep. another name you didn't mention, LaMarcus Aldridge. Yeah, but he's
2: in the starters, though. Well, he and won't it, be
0: possibly when other players come mm, back.
2: Yeah. Mm,
0: um. No but just, just as a whole, their whole squad construction. Clacks,
2: clacks, clacks and underage. Big
0: clacks. The shooters they've got, Joe Harris, Seth Curry. I am super, super scared of this team. Yeah, and sure. just the way, I guess, recency bias people are probably – Disregarding them a little bit, but if everything clicks, their roster as a whole is, mm. I reckon, the most talented within the league. Yes, I'd agree. 100%. So yeah. you know, no fault from me here on this one, Lee. Good. My second one, I've gone maybe slightly left of field here. I've gone the Dallas Mavericks. All ah, right. right. So, okay. Now I'm okay. pretty high on their depth, and this is depending on, I guess, with their recent acquisition. If they if they start, I guess, in that kind of other guard role, if they start Dimwitty or Brunson. Now, we've seen what Dinwiddie can do, more in particular with the Nets. His time with the Wizards was somewhat lacklustre. Mm. But Jalen Brunson, I think, has been one of the standout performers this year that's gone kind of unnoticed. Mm. Yes,
2: uh, When sure. he
0: was coming off the bench, phenomenal. He's now in a starting role. But again, as I said, alluded to, if, depending on which way they go with their guard situation, you're either going to have Dinwiddie or Brunson coming off the bench. Love that. Another player who's struggled in Washington, but we've seen what he's capable with of. Davis Bertans, yeah, that is looking not bad. You need an out-and-out out shooter. He's going to be able to space the floor. When that guy, like he's either zero or a hundred, you're either getting yeah. zero of seven from three, or you're getting <laughs> six of seven.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The
0: guy has got two speeds, so you know if you get him on a good night, he's lights out. Um, and I think when Hardaway Junior comes back, he was he'd already been relegated to the bench, but we've seen what he's capable of. He is another guy who can. Handle the ball alongside that other garden Brunson or Dim Dimwitty, mm. and can just cook on any given night. Um So I really like that Josh Green developing as well. In Aussie pride, ba- ba- yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Aussie pride, we love that. In the backup big row, you've got Kleber, or or maybe a guy I'd love to see more of, big Boby. Love that guy. Like honestly, just I don't know why these big big guys like this, like Bobo Boby, Bowl, Bowl, they're just not just just. Just set them up with real estate in the paint yeah. and just let them sit Absolutely. under the hoop and yeah. just dunk every ball because no one's getting near them. And that's what he does. Like yeah. I,
1: the, the Dallas Mavericks games that I've watched, that's what they do with him. They chuck him in or around the paint. And yes. anytime he grabs it, he
2: just he almost throws it down <laughs> into the
0: basket. Yes, he doesn't have to it's jump. It's unbelievable. You back that up with players like Trey Burke, Frankie Smokes, Frankie Nilakina, um, Marcus <laughs> Chris. They've got <laughs> enough you know, good talent off the bench, but they've Mm -hmm. got depth as well. Um, I think, again, they're a team that's got that nice mix of shooting, ball handling in either Brunson or Dimwitty. You've got a really capable big in Kleber, who has the ability to stretch the floor. He's pretty pretty dynamite from three, you know, by big man standards. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. I think they've got a well-rounded team. And to be honest, I think I might've said this last week, but I like their ball handling situation a lot more without KP. So, um,
2: what do you feel about this one on the Mavs? Usually when you say something with confidence, it usually yeah, I'm like, Yeah, yeah, I agree with him because you say it with such confidence. <laughs>
0: confidence <laughs> is key. Here
2: I know go. I know you said Maxi Kleber is a good backup center and you said that with such confidence, but I just don't agree with you, to be honest. I don't think he's the guy for that role. I like him on the team, but he's not not supposed to be a, a backup center. I think they What, they what do need- you think he isn't? I don't know, but my my point is that they need more reliable um, centers. You don't like Maxi? I do, but not as a backup center. So what is he then? A power forward? I'd say I'd put him in the I'd put him in the PF role. I Would don't it? want him in, at my five.
0: No, I think he's a really good, capable you know center. Mm. I think he can do a role, or if not, if you want to deploy a bigger lineup, put him at the power forward and bring bobby on. Mm. I'm a, I I. I am more than happy to play Bobby.
2: Yeah, I'd be I'd be happy with that too. I did, I like you guys said. I don't know why they're not playing Bobby. I think if, if I'm the Dallas Mavericks with Kleber, yes. I think
1: I'm happy for him. I'm happy with him as being a versatile player who can do a bit of everything. and can spread the floor a bit. I'm not happy with him being my rim protector. I'm yep. not happy if if he's That's coming right. up a, against a guy who's dangerous in the paint. He'll stand no chance. But he's got his merits and. I think he provides a lot of value for that Dallas Mavericks team, given the fact that there's big men out there who can simply, who simply have to stay in the paint and that's just about it. Um, But he can do a bit of everything. So I I actually don't mind
0: it. Brilliant. What have you got for us there, Ro? On your second team or player, whichever route you want to go.
1: Yeah, another team. And it's another team who have been performing incredibly well this year and they performed incredibly well last year. And that's the Phoenix Suns. Now, this team... um, incredible team chemistry i would go as far as to say that they their team chemistry is better than any other team in the league yes
0: and winning uh, helps
1: that winning does help that absolutely but they've just got the kind of guys who on their team both in the starting lineup and on the bench who play their role and play their role beautifully yes um so we look at on the bench um javal mcgee like oh. for a long time he was considered a shack in the full Type oh, the player. meme king. He was a meme king, and but he plays his role so perfectly for the for the um, Phoenix Suns, and I think he'll be a fairly significant reason off the bench, um, if as to why they go well if they can go deep into the season. Absolutely, um, he's a double double threat every every night. Yes. Um, then we look at guys like Campaign. Like he's he's just a guy who's really good for for chemistry and gets along with with everyone, but plays right. his role perfectly. A really handy. Guard off the bench. But then we've got like a few other names. Tori Craig, who's who's come yep. back home to the to the Phoenix
0: Suns, who he yep. bolsters to their
1: existing deep and that's bench. what they
0: did in that trade deadline. They didn't make any big moves because they didn't really have to, but they brought players back like Craig and a couple of other moves around the fringes just to enhance what they've already got.
1: Oh, they did absolutely. Um, and then we've got other really handy players. So we've got um Alfred Payton off the bench who yes. seems to have come into his own since coming onto a good team. He's been playing for awful teams, teams for so long. It's about time he, you know, went onto a team who knows what
0: they're doing. Um, and you look at guys even like Biombo Saric. I'll tell you what, just on Biombo, they're big man depth now with what McGee's produced this year. And Biombo, he has been wicked. He's been so good. That, that chemistry between him and Chris Paul just literally lob it up to him every time in the like that combo has been awesome. And the fact that yep. you can have. Not only one, but two really capable backup big men. We saw when Ayton was out, McGee and Biombo to carry the team in that centre role. Uh, hugely, hugely on board with this. I'm so glad you brought that up about Biombo because
1: he's one of these guys who I feel has got little to no um, publicity or yeah. coverage this year, um, which is pretty inexcusable if you're an NBA fan because if you've watched Phoenix Suns games, which... They're an exciting team and I feel like most people would have watched a fair fair bit of their games. Um, Biombo's been amazing for them, for the Phoenix Suns. Um, just adding to their ever-growing depth. Um yes. yep. I, I I still think for me, it's changed a few times. I still think Phoenix Suns are my ultimate pick to to win
0: the championship this year. Well, I've got a question for you a little bit later in the show, yes, so I'll save it for that, there. but you know, it's hard to argue given their their track record so far this yes, season. Yep, hundred percent in the greens, lads. For the third and final one, we're going to do a bit of a speed round here. So, Lee, what
2: have you got? for I us? didn't even know we had a third. I don't even. <laughs> and to be honest, I didn't know we could put players in here, so I have no notes. But I'm not going to do a six man and a and a bench segment without mentioning Tyler Hero because that'd yes. be almost criminal. This guy, oh, I think, is front running for six men of the year. Um, is, would he be running, running away
0: with it? Possibly. Oh, he is.
2: He's, he's going to win it without yeah. a doubt. Yeah. yeah. Um, the resurgent from last year. I was, I was. I think everyone was so low on him last year. He's just proved all the haters wrong. Mm. He comes on. He he leads that second squad, and he's still pretty young. He's like leading like Yurt Seven and all of those. pieces. Oh, he's been a wicked pickup too. He, he has been. been. Yeah. And yep. to be honest, I. Wouldn't mind to see Dunk Rob go to the bench, to be honest, and, and bring um like Struess on, Maxi Struess, because Ooh. I feel like um I feel like who who was I just talking about? Dunk Rob. I think Dunk Rob, yep. I, I think Dunk Rob has a bit too much responsibility right now. And I think it's a bit overwhelming. I think it well maybe not responsibility. All he has to do is you when you've got
0: Jimmy Tucker, yeah.
2: Lowry Damn! Yeah. all he has to do is spot up True, in the corner and make sure he hits shots. I think he's overwhelmed nonetheless. I, I I like to see him in that bench role. But Hero, can we talk about him for a sec?
0: Bowler. Bowler yeah. this season. As as you said, after what was a pretty kind of coming-of-age season the season before, mm. la- last season was pretty lacklustre. Mm. Um, But this season, this guy has been dynamite. Uh, Just having, you know, we've spoken about just in the last 10, 15 minutes of guys who can come off the bench and cook. He is the chef. He is the head chef of a five-star Michelin is it with the Michelin, is it three or five stars a height? It's three. Three. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Good stuff. Um, he's the head chef of a three-star Michelin restaurant because that guy comes out and he is just he is not afraid of anything. He takes the game on and steps into everything with confidence. And what I've liked this season is probably his playmaking ability has kind of come along. You know, as much of an out-and-out scorer as he is, almost in a Jordan Clarkson-esque vein, his his playmaking side of things has developed as well. So I I love it. You know, no complaints from me whatsoever. Neither. Uh, My one may be controversial. I'll rip through it pretty quickly. The Lakers.
2: Why? Now... It's funny given it how you're you know, gonna nothing that you say with confidence will break through. Confidence is key. What are got you you gotta say, say Austin Reeves, he's no Alex Caruso. Uh, he's no He's no, got the same skin tone. Yeah. Um
0: there's a world in which I think this still works. And it hasn't as of yet, but I think there is, if you look into it, a world in which it works in terms of the talent, they are right up there. Mm. Carmelo Anthony started the season phenomenally and could have been argued as a sixth man of the year candidate pretty early on. His shooting was just on point. His ability in the clutch was huge. And having that other option to confidently, confidently, I didn't say that very confidently, no, confidently man. knock down a bucket is huge. Um, you know, with Bradley, Taylor and Horton Tucker off the bench, they've got ball handling. They've got competency in that area. In the, in, I guess in terms of big men, I still think Dwight Howard can perform a yeah. role admirably. Sure. So do I. If yeah. he goes down, you've got DeAndre Jordan, a guy you wouldn't entrust with your life, but mm. can still provide backup minutes if need be. So mm. they've got big man depth there. Yep. In terms of Austin Reeves, who you just spoke about, Lee, a couple of times this season, he is really, you know, I'm I'm, you know, not touting his praises too highly yet. But the fact that he is not afraid of the moment, he's hit mm. pretty well a couple of game winners this season. Mm. I I'd almost I would classify just about that that three he had against the Jazz the other day as a game yeah. winner because it almost put things out of reach. Mm. Um, what he's doing is awesome. The way these guys in LeBron are guiding him and I guess nurturing him almost is fantastic. So I hope to see him develop shooting in Ellington, Bazemore and Trevor Ariza. Um, again, not guys you would entrust with your life, but there's a world in which with the playmaking of Bradley and Horton Tucker, the ball handling, the big man depth and spacing the floor with those shooters. There's a world in which it works.
2: There's a world in which it works. And that world was about seven years ago. <laughs> <laughs> because they would be great if if they played together seven years ago. I think you've just got too much like there nostalgia. is too much age there. There isn't, yeah. yeah.
0: I I I, but I do think there is the potential that it could work this season. Mm. I I think it's a fair shout as to what you said because they are getting over the hill a little bit. But I I I'm still holding hope. I still think in terms of out and out talent, this bench is right up there. At look, I agree. At full strength, that they.
1: It's similar to the Nets in my mind. I think yes. at full strength, um, they have what it takes to to be like championship contenders, obviously, and their bench would have to play a huge part in that. Yep. I think based off what we've seen so far, it's I can see what Lee's saying in terms of it's hard to see a world in which um, their bench is um, playing at their full capacity. But yep. I think that I think they do have the potential to reach it. Like like my team, and I know this seems like an absolute love fest at Uh, the end. Here we go, here we go. I have been, and it might be recency bias because we've been on absolute roll lately, the Boston Celtics, Uh have you watched many Boston Celtics games lately? Like, honest honest to God, they might not have the most glamorous players coming off the bench. In fact, the players that are coming off the bench are sort of just battlers and guys (laughs) who – Give their all, but they might not be the most skilled, but sometimes that's all it takes to give your absolute best. Um, And particularly lately, um, I'm not going to go as far as to say that it's been a whole season effort because it hasn't been, but particularly lately, and it's been promising, we've been incredible. Been Um, good. Just in terms of intensity off the bench, wanting to win, which we lacked for such a big part of the opening bit of the season. Um, and I'm glad that we've I uh, will we mention you last week during the um trade segment, um, Daniel Tice. Oh my goodness, he I'm glad to have Danny Tice back because he he brings so much to this team in terms of intensity, want to win, um, just an absolute grinder. Love that guy. And now that we've got guys like Derek White who can he's more than happy to play his role, he played his role on the San Antonio Spurs. Um uh, and we've also got guys like Grant Williams, Peyton Pritchard,
0: Nay Smith, I guess, is another guy. The stretch. I th- could see you about to laugh there. and I, I, To be honest, I tell you what, the hay fever's hit me hard today. I'm trying not to sneeze.
2: <laughs> Maybe they just needed a switch up because they got rid of Schroeder. They Come brought on, in. <laughs> God, I'll tell you what I'm having a shocker. That
1: might today. be the fifth time the phone's job. <laughs> oh, I tell you what, I'm having a shocker. No, but look, getting back to the Celtics, I implore anyone who hasn't watched many of their recent games to watch how their bench performs when they come on because they're not going to just because they don't um possess the talent that their starting five does with you know Jace Tatum and Jalen Brown doesn't mean that they're going to give up the lead. So yep. I think they've been incredible. Bit of recency bias, bit of just normal bias towards my own team, but um that been they've been great.
0: Lads, I tell you what, it's been you know, I found this almost quite difficult to almost condense it because there's a world mm. in which it you can almost make a case for most teams if you look yeah. into it
2: that not more, not not most teams. Not all give me one
0: team that you would not have looked at. You just at look old. at the
2: bottom dwellers like well, Detroit, okay. More focusing
0: on the playoff uh, teams. Um like no, ah, no. it's it's also
2: that. tough
1: though because what I noticed is that there's specific players who have performed really well off the bench this year, but it doesn't necessarily mean that their bench overall is has been impressive this year. So it's hard to not mention these type of players. Like even like the Hornets, like with Kelly Oubre Jr., I've been really impressed with him off the bench this year. Didn't necessarily want to mention the bench overall as being yes. super impressive, yeah. but I
0: think he definitely deserves a mention. Tell you what, just quickly, a little shout out once again to Manscaped because I have really been putting in the hard yards on the uh, the old lawnmower 4.0 and whatnot, out yeah. in the garden and whatnot, because yeah, right. this hay fever has hit me like a freight train today. Oh, no. God damn, my facial expressions of – I feel like uh, – who's – Probably Jim Carrey. He's probably got one of the best set of facial expressions in the game, doesn't Mate, he? Uh, my always. eyes and mouth have been doing absolute bits out here. So. Jeez, you've soldiered on throughout this episode, though, Nick. You deserve what, a watch, medal. What was the word you used a moment ago about the uh, the Celtics row? Battler? Uh, you're a battler. A couple, I mean, of, absolutely. couple yep. of battlers out here. A couple of battlers, me and the Celtics out here. Fellas, let's move ahead, though. The daily dribble. So that was certainly enjoyable, recapping some of the – I guess some of the players we don't talk, talk about as much. Yeah. What we're gonna do quickly though, the week that was from the NBA, a couple of the quick talking points to come out of it. Right. I'm gonna start just quickly with the Celtics. During the week, they went down just before the All Star break to Detroit by a point in what was quite an upset result and quite a frenetic finish. Mm. But during the wake week, a nine game win streak, after I mm. guess almost essentially looking like a, a I guess I've written off this season, right? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> They're sitting sixth. In the league, or in the East, should I say? Yeah. Only a couple of games back at the top of the spot, playing hard on D. The balls popping around. Should we? Should East teams start to be fearing the Celtics? Like they're they're almost not flying under the radar, but they are really mounting, I guess, legitimacy in their cause to be a contender.
1: Absolutely, I think, and this is with my Celtics hat on and off. Um, I think if you're an opposition team coming up against the Celtics as they've been playing, particularly. Over the last few weeks, yep. um, that they have to be feared. Now, look, we've seen the Celtics in the opening part of the season, and they were awful. So the, they've got a long way to go in terms of stringing together um, very good performances over a long period of time. Because I would yep. say, so far this season, bless you, Lee, mm-hmm. that the their bad performances have have outweighed their good performances. Yep. In saying that, six at the moment, as you said, only a few games behind the top spot. Who knows what the, they could achieve? I think at their best they can contend with the best of them.
0: Makes such a difference now the ball's popping around because in that first yes. half of the season where they were, you know, kind of in disarray, it was so much ISO bolts. And as much as we mm. kind of love Jason Tatum, a big part of that was him. It was, uh, but yeah, now yeah. that the ball's moving around, they're getting players involved and kind of trusting in one another. You know, I I love as a Lakers fan against a Celtics fan, love almost bashing on them to a certain extent, but you can't yeah. be anything but happy with
2: what you've seen over the last few weeks. And um, when you're when you're up in the fourth by fifty against Philadelphia, that's that speaks words. That to was disgusting. That was, that was crazy. What even happened that game? <laughs> I'm I'm a Celtics supporter through
1: and through, but that game was filthy. It was disgusting. Like I didn't yeah. want to watch it because it was such a bad
0: game. Yeah, no, that was something else. Something else as well. Josh Giddy Oh. Josh Giddy, he was big time in his first mm, oh, game yeah. at Madison Square Garden. They beat the Knicks 127 to 123 in overtime. Giddy, 28 points, a career height, 11 rebounds, 12 assists, went three of four from three. Mm. And now the history book reads for the top four youngest triple doubles of all time Josh Giddy at one, Josh Giddy at two, Josh <laughs> Giddy at three. And how about that, Josh Giddy at four? That's unbelievable. This guy is playing. On a different level at the minute, as a rookie, he's just, you know, granted he's playing in a situation where he's given almost the keys alongside Mm, Shea, but what he is doing on a nightly basis is phenomenal. How Uh, many triple-doubles does he want, though? He's just a
1: triple-double threat on a nightly basis. He's so good to watch. As we were saying the other week, though, he's just exceeded our expectations. We knew how good he was in the NBL last year. Whose
0: expectations?
1: Well... He's, I think I think it's safe to say he's been he's been better than even yes. we thought he would be Absolutely. in his first season. Absolutely. Um, but um, yeah, the Thunder have got a good one there. They've they've got such a good one, um, and you know the future is so bright for the Oklahoma City Thunder. I was about to say,
0: if you're a new person coming into the into the yep. league and you want to jump on a team, you don't want to look like a bandwagoner, <laughs> but you want to have a fair bit of success in yep. the next decade. Yep. The Thunder are your team. That's man. the team, isn't it? Yeah. Like just in
1: terms of like draft picks, existing, really good young players. and yes. um, They're the team for
2: sure.
0: Lee Giddy. What do you reckon? Rookie of the year?
2: Strong contender? Well, oh, I think it was last week or the week before. I was like, Nah, I love Giddy and I love what he's doing, but he's not. He's not winning. Winning that rookie of the year. But when you're
0: getting these headlines, hey, it helps. And
2: now it's scary. Now that I'm like seeing these headlines and what he's actually doing, I saw that NBA post. He was third on the Rookie of the, the, the Year ladder, yep, oh, I think there's a chance. How has he not been in contention so far? I, I know. That's what I kind of it's found surprising strange. about
0: everything that's come out this week, yeah. the fact that he hasn't gained enough traction so far. Mm. I found surprising given he was uh, mm. was it Western Conference Rookie of the Month or was it Rookie of the, no, it was full slate. Rookie yep. of the Month in November, December and, December and January. Yeah, three in a row. Like three in a row. And the fact he wasn't in that Rookie of the Year conversation alongside Mobley, Barnes-Cunningham was really surprising. Mm, so It's odd. uh, I tell you what, he hits a couple more triple-doubles, look out. Yep. Um, Now, I've got a question for you two. I said I'd touch on it later in the episode regarding the Phoenix Suns. They currently sit with a record of 48 and 10.
2: Phenomenal, phenomenal
0: stuff. Yep. I've got a question. The over, I'm going to set an over or under here. You're going to tell me whether they're going to go over or under. Okay. I'm going to set it at 67 and a half wins. Do you think they get under or over that? 82 games. So that means they So lose. That they would have to go 20 and four for the rest of the season to hit the over. I think they're hitting the over without even looking at the Ooh. schedule to,
1: to run home the season, to be perfectly honest. Just based off what I've seen Let's so go. far this season – Um, I'm surprised these days when they lose a game, to be perfectly honest. They're they're so good, Um, so well-oiled. Team chemistry, as I was mentioning before, is incredible. I think they're going over that.
0: And should they hit it, they're in the upper echelon of teams of all time. Like 73-9 and is the all-time record. So if they get 68 wins, I think it'll be the
2: third
0: highest of all time. Don't quote me on it, I believe, alongside the Warriors at one, the Bulls at two there, and then the Suns. If memory serves correct, don't mm. hold me to that.
2: Yeah, um, but Lee, what do you reckon, over or under? I think they can probably do it. Twenty and four. They've got to go. Yeah, sure. Mm. I reckon they can do it. But it 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 doesn't matter if they if they don't show up in the playoffs, which I hope they will. Wait, what? It uh, does. It doesn't matter if they don't show up in the playoffs. Wait, what? Wait, what do you mean? The the Phoenix Suns. What do you mean if
0: they don't show up? I
2: what, think what
1: what Lee's saying is, regardless <laughs> of if
2: they you know, Is meet that, that record. It doesn't matter. Oh, it doesn't matter okay. going
0: into the playoffs. It doesn't
2: matter if they don't perform how they are right now. In the you mean, It
0: doesn't matter if they don't perform in the playoffs. So I was like, <laughs> oh, what if they... yeah. I think, I think <laughs> I'm that, I'm with you. I'm
1: with you now. I, I think they're a hundred percent certain to perform in the playoffs, whether that means winning the championship, whether it means going to the finals. I think they'll, they'll be there at the very, very pointy end of the year. Based off what we've seen so far this year, um, they're a team to be reckoned with.
0: I, it's a funny one this over under us because I I kind of adjusted it during Mm. the week. I had it at a slightly lower point. I think a game less and I bumped it up just looking at what they've got to do in it. I guess it's their mentality, whether they want to really go for it and assert themselves as one of the greatest all time teams in terms of regular season records Mm, or whether they want to kind of, you know, they're going to finish number one seed. You Mm. would, you know, the Warriors have dropped off in recent weeks. The Grizz aren't going to catch them. Um, whether they kind of rest these bodies like Chris Paul, like an Aiton who's had some injury troubles, Devin Booker. Um, I'm going to say the over though, just because yeah. even if you look at some of the players, if a Chris Paul misses a game or a DeAndre Aiton misses a game, just spoke about McGee, Bionbo, they've got enough cover there. Um, this team's super, super exciting. I reckon in the – so would you guys in the West have them as making the NBA finals against Dick? A competitor from the East, are they
2: making the NBA Finals? Right now, yes.
1: They're my pick to take it all.
0: Probably underrated, aren't they?
2: They've been underrated. I was actually just about to mention that. How is it that
1: they've had the season they've had so far? 48 and
0: 10, they are leading the league by a mile in terms of overall record. Could you imagine if this was the Lakers, who are 48 and 10? They'd be
1: over every Bleacher Report ESPN... Headline. What would I give for that? <laughs> mm. But no, they've they they've been incredible. They haven't been spoke about as much as they probably should be.
2: Um, I'm very very high on the Phoenix Suns. I think it's because you're here or this year. I'm hearing more out of the East a lot more. East
0: has been electric. I think yeah, I think they're true. just
2: putting like yeah. East in the media, a which more. is good. I like that the fact that now the league, the
0: I guess the conferences are starting to balance out. Because so
2: how long were
0: the West? touted as
1: being the dominant oh, conference matches. and now since
0: I can remember yeah same yep. here so, so very happy it's great for the league lads it has been a massive week of action I tell you what though going on as we speak NBA all-star weekend yes. we're going to do a recap next week Um, you know super keen to break down all that news you know this is an exciting time for us guys we're going to be back next week all-star weekend enjoy it we certainly will be sure to like subscribe Do all that great stuff wherever you listen to the show. We certainly appreciate all your support. Check out the Spotlight Sports Network as well as Mm -hmm. the cover. You can find all of our episodes there. Anything else from you, fellas? Dribble 20. Dribble 20, (laughs) manscapecom Your balls will thank you and so will we. Till next week, guys. Love you. Bye.